Well, hello and welcome to the DC United Kingdom podcast. This is season three. It is episode 12 and I'm your host, James Graham. As you'll see alongside me over this side, I've got Daniel Wise back. Um, how are you doing, Daniel? It's been two weeks since the last show. Well, as, as you can see, there is a slightly different change of... Dick. You've got yourself a new Zoom background, haven't you? A new Zoom background. <laughs> Um, no, you know, I, uh, just recently moved in with my girlfriend. So, uh, you know, exploring the life of domesticity and <laughs> it's been interesting so far. So yeah, you know, uh, just gosh, we're, we're in the summer months now. It's actually gotten warmer here in South Dakota. Uh, we had a stretch where it got warm and then it got terribly cold and, you know, it's, it's the, um, indecision of the midwest and its weather so uh you know i'm i'm excited going into this show i'm not excited as as we review my thoughts going into the inter miami match yes uh i i this this is why you know um i'm not i'm not a fortune teller and yeah i I can tell that the, the beauty of soccer so you know james i'm i'm eager to get in with to this with you so let's let's quick recap that philly match oh i mean before we even do that we need to uh recap some score predictions yes because you know it's been we've had two games since the last game since the last pod um Mm -hmm. so the first one was that as you rightly said it was the philly game uh we unfortunately we did get beat on that one one nil um uh but i predicted a two nil win um you predicted the 2-0 no loss, so you, you gain a point on that one. Yeah. So that that took you to three points for the season, and I was stuck on the one. Mm-hmm. However, mm. the next game prediction was the Inter-Miami game, which we will talk even more in a bit, um, where we obviously we won and absolutely destroyed Miami 3-0. Yeah. Um, I predicted the win, which was a 1-0 no win, yeah. um, and you sent in your thoughts which was a prediction of a 2-0 defeat so i gained a point so that means you're in the lead three to two at the moment so you're still in the lead but i'm catching up i'm catching up to you right now so fingers crossed in the next few weeks i'll overtake you and my optimism plays out nicely um but yes, as you might have seen, as you, Daniel, you've uh, got your new Zoom background, an actual proper background anyway, um, you might see over here, you might have seen it in the in the uh, picture that I sent out um, in the run-up to the Miami game, uh, where I was cheesing Dave and cheesing all you guys out there. Um, we have the DC UK flag. It's finally arrived, and it's here in all its glory. And to me, it looks apt. It's bigger than what I was expecting. Um, I know when I ordered it, uh, there was the measurements, um, but, you know, it's still way bigger than I was expecting, so I love it. It's fantastic. Um, If you do want to pick one up, you can do. If you just head in the show notes, there should be the merchandise store um, where you can pick one up. I think they're around about... Uh, oh, off the top uh, of my head, I think it's about £35. Pound. 35 yeah, yeah. Yeah, roughly speaking. So I think it works out about $45, $50. Um, for something like that, for something that size, wow. with the beautiful eagle, with the DC UK, what I want, I would love to see out there is it being someone out there taking it to Audi Field. That would be oh, amazing. Be fantastic. Oh, to see that next to all the other support groups, uh, flags just being draped. Oh, if someone could do that, I will. I will not only buy you a pint; I'll actually give you a free T-shirt. 
if you if you want to do that why not um to you guys who out there who are listening live or uh, watching live feel free to send in your questions and um, we will answer them live on the show i know we had a question sent in um prior to us going live so we will answer that in a bit um but should we move before we go on to the recaps uh should we do some news quick little roundup because yeah. um i i don't know how substantiated this is but you did uh drop a a big mm. I guess, uh, br- piece of breaking news uh yes. from a tweet yeah i mean this is uh breaking in in the sense that it's in the last hour and a half before we've gone live um so over on sportico um on their twitter feed um they tweeted i mean that's what you do on tw- on twitter you tweet um that houston texans running back mark ingram the second um i love how you guys over there do the second rather than just junior or you know it's very it's it's so cool i love that it's like davis love the third <laughs> Uh, but Mark Ingram II um, is buying a minority stake in DC United in a deal that values the club at a whopping $710 million. Um, it's not among the highest totals ever for an MLS franchise, according to people who are familiar with the deal. Uh, the former Heisman Trophy winner is one of a trio of investors taking equity in the team controlled by Jason Levian and Steve Kaplan. Um, the people who said that they were granted a non-amenity uh, Anonymity. I can't say that word <laughs> uh, because the matter is obviously private. Yeah. Um, the $710 million uh, valuation is among the highest ever for an MLS franchise during a minority stake transaction. So, in other words, we're going to have some money. Yes. And let's hope that, trans- that translates to a nice transfer for the summer. Um, that would be epic to see a big transfer come through for a nice summer dp up top banging some goals in of which uh none of those will be josie outdoor we'll get into that later but (laughs) not josie i mean oh could you imagine that the first signing would be josie elton i'd be like no oh come on no no, we will get to that in a in a bit but um (laughs) no that's that's so interesting and and that does make the mind wander a little bit especially with the reveal uh this week that there may be some type of partnership going on between uh barcelona and Mm. inter miami and the possibility of uh lionel messi coming over to mls yes that was a very weird thing to see very strange although you you'd think there would have to be some type of with the way that mls operates financially Mm. With salary caps, with Gam and Tam, um, you know, with with Messi commanding like sixty million dollars per year, uh, yeah. that is insane, and that you know that is light years beyond. I think well, Zlatan, I think his salary was seven million, and that was, I think, po- probably the highest wage in MLS. So yeah. you know, you you imagine with a player like Messi, you know. Um, it, you, there are there are times where you think you know th- this is money laundering, you know. <laughs> it's all racket. It's everyone's committing a crime. Yeah. But um, no, it's it's gonna be wild if something like that uh, comes true. Mm. And you know, I, you know, I'm I'm I 
like I said, the mind wanders when you think of uh, the names that DC has been linked with uh, in in recent years, uh, Mesut Ozil and um, and and oh oh uh, that that other Luka Modric. Um, oh yes. You know, yes. uh, can can we pull a, a big name, uh, older player? You know, who can presumably I produce. I wouldn't want an older player. Yeah. Because we've been there. We've done that. We know the instant impact. And I think that's what, obviously, we all crave as an instant impact. But when you look at the likes of um, FC Cincinnati, who've brought Brenner in, who is a young, talented Brazilian, I would love to have something like that happen, where we bring someone in, give, bring them on for a few years, and then we sell them for big bucks. That's what I would love to see. But... Oh, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the summer because this is uh, this is an exciting time. Obviously, not just because of what's happening on the pitch, but now we've got some exciting stuff happening off the pitch. We've uh, had some changes in the front office. We've had Lucy Rushton come in. Um, we've had um, Sean Howe come in as a new uh, head scout. Yep. It's. I mean, there's been a couple of people who've left, but. And it's it's there's a lot of change happening now, and so there's a lot of opportunities, and I think that's a and it's an exciting time to be a fan of this club right now. Exciting, but also painful, and that oh, yeah. is yeah. something that, and, and to a degree, I think um, a lot of the DC United faithful are pretty used to it now. Um, you know, we've we've had our up and down years, yeah. uh, especially in recent years. There are there are. Um, pieces in place and and i'll kind of back it up uh as as we sort of uh go down the news line here Mm. um about sort of the impact that losada ball has had with dc united uh you're you're totally right and yeah uh, again um you know i i am with you i would not want a big name as as exciting as that would be yeah bring a big name european over to dc uh we had that with rooney but you know that was a very short-lived thing and it It was was. you know he delivered great highlights uh him clowning on orlando uh some of the best moments um yeah they were amazing those moments i loved the epic goals he would always it would consistently get it was that was something else but to a degree, I would trade those, you know, uh, legendary moments for MLS Cup victories. Yeah. And, and and I think anyone would say that. As as warm and fuzzy as seeing the Lucharu, uh connection a couple of years ago, we didn't get a whole lot. That we the the team invested, you know, millions of dollars into that partnership, and. Yeah. You know, the most we got out of that was a a couple of first round playoff defeats. Uh, And and to a degree, would you say at the end of of the term there, was that a successful investment? I don't know. Um, Mm. Especially after the fact that I think that created problems where we could not plug holes in some of the more important parts, uh, namely the defense uh, with this team. Yeah, I think... On the pitch, it didn't fix, and it wasn't worth a good investment. It was for a short period of time, yeah. But the biggest inv- uh, payoff was off the pitch. So you look at sure. um, the likes of 
me um who obviously started doing this podcast obviously it was coincidental with Wayne Rooney coming in and everything um but then you look at a few of my friends who've come along and a lot of people that I know over this side of the pond who started watching not maybe it's not just ECN but MLS and Jump because of the likes of Wayne Rooney so the fact that we brought him over it's obviously increased exposure of the club yeah which means that there are more eyes and bigger ratings which obviously mean bigger money because you get end up with better sponsorship deals whether we've used that to um in the best way since we've obviously let Wayne Rooney go to Derby no and I would I would I would definitely say no on that fight I think we've let that legacy just kind of drift and drift away and now when you talk about Wayne Rooney do you really associate him with DC United and I don't think you do I think because he was here for what 18 months yeah i don't think you can really say that's a a good association with a club but only being there for 18 months right and and this is why you know whenever i get a dc united jersey i never get a name and number on it because blank will never let you down <laughs> i mean I normally, when I get um, names and numbers on the back of my jerseys, um, which to be honest, I haven't actually done for a little while. Um, the last time I'd done it was, I think actually when Millsborough were back in the Premier League. So that show, and that wasn't for that one season one day, it was before that. So that shows you how long ago it was. But I normally go for number 99, Graham on the back of mine. Just because that, that's, that's my number and that's my name. Well, I don't think I could get that one wrong, could I? No, not at all. And we've had our first comments come in from uh, David Chion, uh, DC UK member. Um, as a DC United and New Orleans Saints fan, he loves hearing about Mark Ingram buying into United. And it's it's interesting. I would love to know the connection there because I, yeah. when you did send or you know put this in the Google Doc, uh, I went and looked him up because I was like, you know, what's what's his connection? Um, he was born in New Jersey went to school in Alabama and then played in Texas. And I'm sort of like, that's such a weird thing. So I, I you know, I don't know as this, uh, I, you know, I don't know if as an investor, how much media access, you know, will be granted to him or if he will have a statement on it, but I am very curious about his connection to this team. Cause that is, uh, super interesting to me. Yeah, it really is. It's, um, I'm looking forward to seeing how much money we do get out of it. And uh, like I said, who we're going to bring up in that um, in our first summer signing. Um, so, Dan, you mentioned about, uh, you said that you added some stuff into the newsreel. So do you want to talk yes. about Lasada's high press that you've added in there? Yeah. So, you know, just in my frantic scramble to uh, find some things to add, uh, I did go on the Black and Red United website uh in in their uh, morning links there was an interesting comment uh from a user he just had uh uh losada's high press mm. uh which he said dcu has 214 presses so far this season second only to sporting kansas city and new york red bulls uh, second spectrum defines a team press as the following a coordinated series of pressures by two or more defenders and in a way you could almost kind of okay. say this is what a lot of what you see uh with pep guardiola's uh manchester city with yeah. the constant press and sort of like the shifting of players 
from, you know, I guess, uh, position to position to meet uh, the players in possession uh, to constantly sort of have a body that one has that close contact to, Mm. I guess, the uh, player in possession. And then the player that cuts off any sort of passing lane that they could feasibly have uh, with that player coming in press. So, you know, we are seeing players just being super aggressive and this is um, very counter to what Ben Olsen had with DC United. It was sit back and let the play come to them type of situation. Uh, So already seeing this type of progress from the team and and seeing um, how much they are kind of creating problems for, for players as they, you know, work on their buildup. It is very nice to see. So that is, uh, you know, just something I thought was very interesting and, and yeah, would, would you have anything to add to that or or anything insightful? I mean, for me, it's the high press situation is, it's a nice change. I'll, I'll, I've got to say that it's such a lovely change. It makes for, for me, a much more entertaining game, uh, especially when I'm up at these ungodly hours mm-hmm. uh, and watching something that's a bit entertaining. It, it, it eases it. Even if we get beat, it eases the pain. Um, it, it's better than what we were having before where we would... I just remember things like the New York City game uh, yeah. a couple of seasons ago where we just stuck 11 men behind the ball we're at home and it's just like right i've stayed up for this this is not what yeah. I, this is not what i was planning to do uh but now when the fact that we're putting pressure on their defenders when they're up by their their corner flag and it's like yeah. the fifth minute of the game it's so good um and i've just seen a comment come in from david just saying press forces turnovers just watch how many other team goalkeepers kicks made under pressure are turned over to us absolutely spot on yeah um kind of just took the words right out of mouth because when you are pressing up so high they're defenders they're not they're not used to having to deal with that kind of pressure they don't have that composure um like you a striker would when they're one-on-one with the keeper then it's just like oh there's someone right in front of me i need to get rid of the ball quickly Mm -hmm. that makes mistakes and you look at what happens in the inter miami game that forced mistakes and we did that um, for our first goal so but we will talk about that in a bit so for me it's more entertaining it's yeah. creates mistakes um and the way we play it's in our own hands rather than we're relying on the opposition to make that mistake yeah. we're making that mistake happen for them and and it's you know uh it's something that a lot of teams are going to have to figure out how to respond uh, to either you know you you know t- defenders or midfielders are going to have to become more comfortable with making quick decisions and quick mm-hmm. passes or to a degree work on that long game you know uh, <laughs> yes if you can uh, i you know i guess one weakness you have with a high press is you can uh sort of have that breakaway play um yeah. and and I think I think we saw that to a degree uh, against um, the earthquakes, uh, where their really speedy forward players uh, were able to kind of make some uh, very dangerous runs on us, and and you know yeah. ultimately find joy in that game. So you know it, it's going to be tough against those teams that are quicker. It's mm-hmm. going to be a tougher system to work with, but you know 
throw us, you know, the Chicago's and Miami's uh, where they're not the most organized or not the quickest uh, in the upfield play. Um, this system really matches well against them. Yeah. I think the fact that we're playing Miami twice in a row is going to really boost our confidence because when you look at the result and you look at the way we played out on the road as well, it yeah. just that is such a huge confidence boost. And then we were back at home in front of our own fans, which hopefully will be a full stadium. Yeah. It should be fantastic to see. And I'm really, really excited to watch that game on June 19th, or should I say June 20th for me. But, yeah. and, and it is Pride Month, and they will have yes. those really nice, uh, the brand new Pride uh, warm-up kits, yes. uh, which which look very tasty. Um, yes. I, They've just gone on sale in the club shop. And it, it's funny, uh, sort of my reaction with those new kits. Uh, they are warm ups, but you know, mm. um, I take to those a lot better than I did with the parlay kits. Yeah, and maybe that just says about you know where I stand on on sort of the uh, uh, social importance of, of those two things. <laughs> I mean... um, but no, I, I, I to a degree like there's a bit of a throwbackness to them. Um, of like kind of like 90s travel team soccer kind mm. of look that uh, you know really kind of appeals to me growing up growing up in that sort of atmosphere i thought i think it's a cool look so i'm um, yeah. big fan of that i'm i, I really like that the pride um warm-up jersey that they've uh, had for this year but i got the one from uh two years ago mm -hmm. i absolutely love that i still wearing fairly regularly now yeah it's it's got a nice feel to it the colors are absolutely brilliant and yeah. really contrast very very well um and i'm and just to kind of go off slightly um i'm pleased to see so many uh clubs and so many outlets changing their logos and things to mm -hmm. to include all the pride stuff so i'm really pleased and obviously i've done done mine to show my support as well to kind of show my allyship um yeah. with that community so hopefully um we'll see some really good things come out this month and i'm hoping the lads will bring out a win in the first game of this month so it just feels like such a long time away yeah i know oh it's it hurts it in hurts that case, it's so long yeah we we do have an international break but you know I mean, uh, yeah. tonight uh you do have the usa versus honduras match which in my time is in roughly over an hour uh that'll be taking place uh around 6 30 so yeah. um very excited about that eager to see you know the the golden children uh in action so hopefully with nations league they'll be able to make an impact and and hopefully you know yeah get their get their trophy here because they've been itching mm -hmm. for that um next i guess uh you know fancy we were we were talking about rooney earlier yeah, yeah. uh he and darby county they live to see another season up yes. in the efl championship so yeah anyone who's been following that i'm sure they uh are, are excited to see that yes. um commiserations now, to swansea as well i'm just going to throw that absolutely. one in there um for not making it into the uh, epl uh, yeah. through the playoff system but um it, it it was it is what it is um they just didn't have enough to uh, make it there same with barnsley as well obviously daryl dk mm -hmm. um was playing there they didn't have enough to uh 
get the promotion. So it went to Brentford, who are another London team in the Premiership. Uh, another London team. And interesting you bring up DK because, you know, it's looking like he'll be coming back to Orlando, which makes... Briefly. Yes, but makes that a, a kind of a dangerous situation mm. yeah. uh, coming up against them um, later this season. Um, I guess, you know, moving on, uh, Flores, uh, sadly, his injury was announced uh, yes. six weeks. And yes, I mean, that was... That was just after the Philly game, wasn't it? So yeah. we've still, so that was what, two weeks ago now coming up? Two weeks ago. So um, we've got about another four weeks left, roughly. Potentially two, depending on how quickly he can recover from his uh, groin injury. Yeah. Um, he did look in a bit of pain. I mean, it was very early on. Well, I, I mean, it was in warm-ups, I believe. And... I know, it was, it was within the first minute of the game. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, okay. it was, it was um, I can't... I just remember seeing him come, uh, being at the uh, touchline for um, a throw by the halfway, and it was just like, "Oh, you're you're injured already!" Wow. So we had to use our one of our subs early doors. Yeah. It was just, I was just like, "Oh, this is how this game's gonna go, isn't it?" Um, and unfortunately, it did go that way. So unfortunately, yes. um, and I do have some other things, but yeah. I guess. Uh, we can get right into that Philly match review. So if yep. you want to give us the statistical run. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, obviously, as we all know, we got beat 1-0. Um, one, another one of those games where we failed to score, but uh, kind of dominated in other aspects, a lot of other aspects. Uh, Possession-wise, it was 40, 52 to 48, so not a domination on that side of things, but we did have it in our favour. Uh, shots at goal, 17 to 7. So we were a bit, a bit more adventurous on that side of things. Um, we did have seven shots on target. So I think that's the most amount of attempts on goal we've had on target so far this season. Yeah. Um, Philly had two uh, fouls, 12 apiece. So we tied on that one. And I think that's the lowest fouls that have been given in a game for us so far this season, which hey, if you look at MLS soccer, they'll think that's this is our rivalry game. Don't believe it. Um they beat us uh, 2-0 on yellow cards. And then expected mm-hmm. goals, that's 1.4 1. to 1.7. So very close on that side of as well. So if it was a tie, I don't think anyone would have complained. But unfortunately, yeah. we just couldn't get that goal into the back of the net. So it did finish 1-0. Um, Dan, you I noticed in your little uh, thing you wanted to talk about, obviously, Casper's goal. Um, which you said was a wonderful, wonderful goal, um, yes. which I don't think anyone could argue with that. I think Casper was surprised it was allowed because I think he thought he was offside um, with his reaction. I don't think he was surprised that he was flagged offside. Um, but it was such a well-timed run. I think it was it was pin perfect. And the finish and the near post was yeah. absolutely spot on. Um, could uh, Campen have uh, saved it? Could he co- covered his near post a bit better? Debatable. Um, but it was just a well-timed goal, and I don't think anyone uh, really? could have faulted that one. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's the kind of goal that you, you even see... Um, that even gets a reaction even even in Europe. That that yeah. was so spot-on uh, in, in terms of his position the placement of the pass and yeah. just the finish of itself uh, was, was perfect. You couldn't drop a better play than that. Yeah. Um, 
now I have some I had some thoughts that I thought you were going to share. I was uh, just going to let you do that, do the honors on that one. So, you know, these these are these were written in, I would I would say a, a bit you of a, were a little bit angry, a bit of a rage. I was having a rage at the time. And, you know, I, I tend to when I write. I think I put a little more gravity into it uh, than when I'm just sort of speaking off the cuff. So I'll just I'll just lay into it and we can kind of dissect it from there. Uh, so I started off saying we're really getting a taste of our own medicine this year. Our shooting is so woeful that opposing teams can get their early goal and just park the bus for 60 to 80 minutes. That's unacceptable. The team is going to have to figure out something out because 17 shots on goal while a good number for the Losada system <laughs> is depressing to see with nil on the scoreline. We can talk all day about how DC can dominate possession, or maybe the refs are somewhat unfair. The, the machete can cut those lines of malarkey in that this team just can't score. I'm 5,000% done with Ola Kamara and he needs to be out by summer tra- the summer transfer window. I don't know who we can pick up at that point, but he's not our talisman. On top of that, I truly don't know if he can perform anywhere else. As far as... That was was harsh. That was harsh. Um, As far as positives go, it was good to see Paul Ariola put up a full 90 for the team. He's made great progress while fighting through injuries, and he did look good at night. Had a couple of late games attempts that were on target, but it just wasn't going to be his night. On the other end, Adrian Perez is just impressing me game by game. And I just wish that just a few more attempts had gone his way. He's such a dark horse, and I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. Uh, My closing thoughts is that this is going to be a difficult year. This team isn't fully built for the Losada system, and everyone will have to deal with that. The players who adapt will find their spot next year, but I think other players are going to be shown the door at some point. Yeah. So can I just roll back to um, yes. how many percents were you against Kamara? Uh, that was 5,000. 5,000%. Okay, let's let's just remember that as we go into the next game. So... 5,000%. 5,000% uh, done. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're, you're getting rid of Kamara. Um, we won't say anything more on that one uh, based on the Philly game. Um I mean, some of those points I can agree with. I mean, you're right with the fact that we had 17 shots on goal. It is really depressing that we couldn't put one in the net. Yeah. But on the flip side, as you know, I like to look at the the silver lining, the the positive side of things. We had seven attempts on target, which is the most that we've had all season. And I just think um, that keeper just is Andre Blake. Yes. Um a really really great keeper um, yeah. in the league he's fantastic so the you look at um Paredes's uh effort when he after he came on yeah uh, that tip over the bar that was a really good save really unfortunate for Kev to not get that one in the net mm-hmm. um so when you look at things like that you can kind of understand why we weren't able to put one in the net um I think as we said before we can't really do much about the Casper goal that was just really well taken um if if it was Messi and Griezmann who'd done that, that would have been talked about, yeah, massively over here. Um, it's uh, your closing thoughts there. The fact that it's going to be a difficult year, yes, yeah. I don't think anyone is 
going to be arguing with that. It's going to be a difficult year. Even Nernan said it was going to be a transitional year yeah. uh, when he was on the show um, at the start of the season, uh, season three, episode two. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, go and check that out um, after this. Um, so, yeah, I think players who adapt will find their spot next year. Yeah. Who don't, players who don't will be shown the door. I don't think all of them will be. I think a lot of them will be given time. Um, I think the older players will be shown the door rather than the younger players who struggle to adapt. The likes of Kevin, who hasn't played... Kevin's a lock. Oh, yeah. I mean, all I'm saying is... Yeah. He will probably struggle. um, For sure. Because he's, he's in his youth... Um, it's not the fact that he's got a lack of talent he's got a huge amount of talent he's got yeah. huge potential um, it's just a completely different way he's, it is compared to the first compared to last season when he was under Benny Bull um, and the fact there was no fans at all in the stadium so um, he, I think it, if, if anything he, Nyman and Yao um, I think are going to flourish and, and really grow as yeah. players this I think you know as a young player or you know a youngish player kind of getting into that stage in your career, like where you are in that make or break type of uh, stage. Um, this is the system to be in. This is very much yeah. the trial of fire that a lot of players um, are, are really going to be tested under. Yeah. I mean, when we're talking about the young players, so there's one player who I want to just briefly mention who has impressed me so much over the last few games that he's been able to play in, which is uh, Drew Skundrich. Yeah. He's been phenomenal. Um, I mean, he, him and his wife came over um, to play for both the Spirit and obviously uh, Loudoun yeah. United, but he was able to be picked up um, and moved into the DC United first team fault. And, yeah. uh, and what is probably one of the most random things I've seen. Um, and he's really taken, taken to been thrown into the start in 11. Yeah. He's looked comfortable. Um, he's been able to get a couple of balls through. Um, been unlucky not to score. Yeah. Um, I, once he's back from his injury, um, which I think is a, a muscular injury. Yes. I'd love to see him continue and be in and around the first team fold. I don't want him back at Loudoun, actually. For sure, for sure. I, I think he's, he's made such an impact. I think he's... He's earned his spot um, in the in the DCU roster. Yep. So exactly. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that we need to touch on in the Philly game. Frustrating. Um, it was. It was yeah, just frustration. Yeah, you're I, right. I, and and maybe that's where I kind of came off there. Um, just seeing the same thing uh, from yeah. from the Orlando match. Just very well. While I would I would argue was cleaner than Orlando's approach. Um, it, it's still frustrating to see that teams can kind of sit back, yeah. and even you know with an onslaught of seventeen shots on goal, yes. uh, to weather each and every one of those and maintain a score uh, a clean sheet uh, is is yeah it's and i'm sure and i'm not i'm not trying to uh denigrate the team at all or anything yeah. like that <laughs> especially gamara uh it, it's oh, just bless him. The, the the response he had 
um, this week. Although I would, I, I will argue a point on it. Oh. Um, was was very nice to see. I I am very happy to eat that humble pie uh, after yes. the Miami match. Yes. So let, let's let's talk about some good stuff then. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about that Miami game. Um, as we all know, we won three nil. Brilliant to see. Yeah. Um, the stats for that game. So we were out possessed by uh, fifty seven. I don't know why I wrote thirty eight on here. I don't know what mm. I was drinking there. Uh, fifty seven to forty three. Yep. Um, Ten attempts to thirteen. Um, so we did have more attempts on goal. Both had three shots on target. Yep. Yeah. Um, we committed seventeen fouls to their ten. Um, we picked up three yellow cards. They picked up the one, which I still don't remember how that happened because it was not on camera. So I don't think anyone actually knows who was booked on that one. Really? A, yeah, that weird scuffle at, yeah, at the where, sideline. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. It was Lewis Morgan threw down. Well, Kevin Predis held him back. Predis had. <laughs> he had a great game. Fantastic. Yes. Yes, it was Predis. Oh, absolutely, because he he did the pull around uh, yes. type of thing, and, and then and threw down. Morgan uh, absolutely was having no more of that. Uh, that was, but but great seeing that kid uh, oh. play as aggressively as he did. Yes. He, he, I, I I imagine Losada gave him specific instructions to stick on him, and yeah. uh, he absolutely rose to that. So that was that was great to see. I was surprised Lewis Morgan didn't give him a Glaswegian kiss. <laughs> Let's put that. And for those of you out there who don't know what a Glaswegian kiss is, give that a good Google. You'll be surprised. Yes. Um, um, and the last thing to of note is the expected goals. So somehow mm. Inter Miami got up to 0.8. Yeah. Um, I think that was probably the, the Topok that had neither in the end again where Hamid saved it down to his right um, with his foot. That was a great save. Yes. Uh, we got an expected goals of 1.9, which is our highest so far this season. Um, really, really great to see. Um, it was just such a good game. I and mean, then you look at sort of the uh, passing network. Um, yeah. We were really, it was a lot, it looks from the looks of it, a lot of the game was in the middle of the park. Yes. Um, which means that our fours weren't really pressing too high, but our defenders were really high up the pitch, um, which obviously meant that we could pass a little bit easier. We could get around their tight defense. Um, I say tight, they leaked three goals in. Um, yeah. But in, in the run-up to the game, um, it was said that uh, Inter Miami do struggle a lot with the high press. Yes. So to me, the fact that we were able to score two goals within the first 20 minutes of the game didn't surprise me. It was so nice to see, and it was, and the fact that it was Phil, it was Phil Neville's club. Phil Neville yeah. is the head coach. I, I mean, the the big thing that I remember about Phil Neville, yes, is there was one time I think it was Euro, oh, Euro twenty twelve. I want to say, okay, that, that um, sounds about right. He was commentating, um, at, for the BBC. And he got so many complaints because he was so utterly boring. It was just... And that's all I remember him for. Not not, not his career on the pitch because he was the worst for Neville out the lot. Um, I mean, you look at Gary Neville. Look at him, what he's yeah. doing now. He's made a real success of himself. For sure. You look at Tracy Neville. 
and what she's done uh, for basketball and netball uh, for the women's really really successful you look at phil neville oh yeah yeah i think i think i'm right on that one i think phil neville yeah yeah bless him it's like it's like the baldwin brothers in a way yeah i mean to be be fair in terms of coaching he's done better than gary true because you look at what happened with gary in valencia that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't. That didn't go down well. Um, so the fact that Phil Neville has managed England women's, he's now head coach of Inter Miami. He was assistant head coach at Everton. He's done well on that side of things, but it still doesn't make him any less boring. Sorry, Phil, if you ever somehow managed to wangle yourself onto this show and listen in, and I'm sorry, but for what yeah. it's worth, though, I I, I would argue. He's been anything but boring in the press. True. Yeah. I mean, it's to be in fair. his tenure with yeah. with Inter Miami so far. Uh, he's he's been a firecracker. Mm. Is is the word? I, I mean, yeah. You, you look at the jackets he's wearing. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Yeah. That's that. Uh, the shiny and, pink. Yes. Is he is he trying to be in Greece? One of the pink girls could you know i to a degree he i i I imagine phil is the kind of player where like when he buys into something he buys into it so i think with the pink motif uh i i imagine he'll probably have some pelican uh pins on his lapel at some point uh that is that to me sounds like a coach who's Maybe a little too into his team. Do you reckon he's got pink wallpaper in his uh, in his gaff? <laughs> pink wallpaper, anything, pink cushions. Anything to set the mood, to 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 keep him locked in. I th- because because I think when he's excited, he's excited. That's yeah. why the the difference between Euro twenty twelve Phil Neville and Inter Miami Phil Neville is that he is he yep. is locked in. Yes. Oh, bless him. Still can't coach a team, though. Yeah. Oh. Because getting beat 3-0 by DC United, I think it took a lot of people by surprise, that result. I don't think it, anyone was expecting it. And, and there was a lingering part in me where I was like, even, even that 1-0 loss to Chicago mm. almost had me sort of rethinking my two nil defeat uh just off that um and even even their struggle against cincinnati i was like i was like you know oh am i gonna regret making this call ultimately yes i i have regretted making that call um but you know to to a degree as i as i sort of stated it was the stoppable force meeting the movable object yeah, between these two teams, and I, you know, I, I think just from week to week, what we've been seeing early on with DC uh, is is just them just kind of inching forward, but mm. also in a way taking like a step back in in some ways. Um, having having Hamid back between oh. the sticks is a huge thing. Um, yes. he he did look good, I think. Um, and also, I would say, like the the defense in general just looked 
a lot more tight, a lot tighter, a lot more yeah. on point. Um, I think their clearances were just so much better this week than we've seen um, in past performances. So a uh, lot of shots on goal, but um, you know, to a degree, I think they, they handled everything uh, really, really well. And, and I think, you know, with, with Hamid back, we're going to see some market improvement on that defensive side. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we were able to keep a clean sheet in his first game of the season just goes a, a long way to building that confidence in the back three there. Yeah. Um, it was just so good that see that everything was starting to click. Yeah. And that's what we've struggled with, especially up top, is the clicking part of it. You look at the high press that we talked about earlier uh, for that first goal. You look at the fact that we Ariola won the ball back, play, plays it over to Ola Kamara, who somehow managed to have about 65 years to take a shot on goal. Um, yeah. And it, I tweeted, someone he hit the finesse button on FIFA, the, uh-huh. the, the right button, and just yeah. curls it into the bottom corner. It was just like, Oh, that was just, that was absolutely beautiful to see that. Yeah. And then, and then, and then it, it happened s- again. Uh, Ariola yeah. virtually same, same spot and, and same sort of cross into that opposite corner. Um, just fantastic. And, and really, yeah. you know, I was so surprised uh, seeing that happen again. Um yeah if you if you go on to the replay or, or check the highlights it is just about same spot that those two shots were taken um yeah. so yeah just just good on them and and yeah as i said you know uh eating that humble pie yeah. with uh with kamara however oh his header I as did, well yeah the the header was oh great. i it's so good seeing him uh, make those goals and also yeah. just you know with the brace uh, is is uh, you know I think in a way the Ola Kamara that Ola Kamara advertised yes two years ago um, and and it's good seeing that late but you know good nonetheless but I did say that there there's a big however yes what is this however this is a Phil Neville <laughs> Inter Miami. Yes. That's a fair point. And that is a very different thing um, from just about any other team, uh, you know, sort of at the top of the table that we can go against. Yeah. Scoring two against Miami is, to me, something that almost should be expected. In fact, I would I would go f- as as far as to say that the Chicago game, I think we should have had more. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And and this is a team that should score that many on sort of the the bottom feeder teams. Uh, very different story if we go up against LA or um, Seattle. You, you say LA? Have you seen how they're doing this season? True. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I missed. They're it. awful. <laughs> True. Okay. Um, Montreal this season. Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. They're. New Montreal, New England. Uh, I know very little. I know very little about the West Coast Conference, so please bear, so bear that in mind. Let's uh, let's look at the West. I mean, I said let's have a look. I'll, yeah. I'll get it up on my screen here. So Seattle, who are on eighteen points from eight games. 
That's just yeah. insane. Yeah. Uh, spot in Kansas City, we've... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, LA Galaxy, Colorado. Colorado in fourth. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's like saying Montreal in 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 fifth. Yeah. Um, in, in the Eastern Conference. Um, and then down at the bottom, Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have a game in hand, though. Uh, no, they don't. I'm looking at the wrong column. Uh, I mean, Austin are down in 11th, which, to be honest, new franchise doesn't surprise me. There, yeah. it's always going to be a struggle. LAFC are in ninth in the in the Western, eight points from seven games. That's a shocker. For yeah, them. and they've got Carlos Vela playing as well, so they haven't got that excuse this year. Um, so that yeah, that is a surprise there. Um, I'm just looking at our upcoming fixtures. Um, For what it's you... worth, I I was I was more in mind with L, uh, LA Galaxy, oh, of course, and yeah. how Chicharito has been doing over there. I mean, um, yeah, he's been on fire. So I mean, that's sort of the thing is like, yeah, once once the Galaxy and I should have specified when when they uh, come over. Uh, you know, I mean, you want to talk about girding loins, um, you know, and especially how you know, San Jose kind of ran wild on yeah. this team. Um, I was it San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's man, I, I am terrified. And especially with Chicharito, uh, really finding his form this yeah. season. Um, that's going to be terrifying. So yeah, you know, it, it is great seeing this team put up, those type of numbers against inner Miami. Yeah. But how is it going to be once, once the sort of upper echelon competition comes here? So fortunately for us, you know, we are looking at the return leg um, on June 19th, um, which, which I guess, you know, you're going to see, you're going to see a change of heart from me. uh, Yeah. Considering the recent result. Um. But yeah, you know, when we get down, you know, uh, into the schedule and we start playing, you know, the contenders, it's going to be a different story. And I'm going to get back into my pessimistic (laughs) sort of outlook. Yeah, just looking ahead um, in terms of the next month. Uh, So the month of June, we've only got three games. So as we know, we've got Miami next. Um, After that, four, four days later, we are up against Montreal. Yep. Um, and I mean, it, says, it does say uh, to be confirmed, but I'm guessing it's in Miami. Yes. So we'll just uh, head back. Because that's where they've been playing at the moment, isn't it? Oh, is what it? Okay. Yeah, I'm sure they've been playing down at um, the Drive Pink Stadium. Yeah. In Fort Lauderdale? In is Fort that, Lauderdale. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, DC. Uh, there. If if you look back, uh, I know why you're ad, going on this one. Yeah. The DC admin um, was in top form. Yeah. Uh, he they they really leaned into Miami, and there were some choice uh, tweets that went out. So go go find DC United's uh, Twitter profile and just. See some of the banter that went on. It was the, it was top the notch. gifts that were made and all of that. Just fantastic stuff. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we've got Montreal down in probably Miami. Um, yep. it, well, I say Miami, Fort Lauderdale. 
Um, but then following up on that on the twenty, uh, yes, the twenty seventh of June, yeah. which is the twenty seventh for me as well. Yay! Yep. Um, we are playing New York City in New Jersey. Yes, because you know that's how the New Yorkers roll. And unfortunately, two away matches in a row. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, we that's... haven't had too many home games, you know, but I, it's a little disappointing with Pride Month and yeah. DC having those warm up kits that the fans are only going to see that once Yeah, in June. Yeah. A little disappointing. Um, but again, it is... you know, it's the MLS schedule and it's never made sense. Well, no, I mean, to be fair, we've got the international break as well, which is a, yeah. not just uh, an MLS thing. It is across the world as well. Um, you look over here in England. Uh, we were playing last night, uh, played Austrian 1-0 one, one um, mm. and got absolutely battered and bruised for our, for a friendly game, which is not what we needed because uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold um, was I mean, got himself injured towards the end of the game and was seen to be saying, it's gone. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, to be fair, we we have about a thousand right backs in our squad, so we could do. <laughs> we don't need them all. Um, and then just briefly into July, uh, we then back home against Toronto, then Philly, yeah. then Chicago, and then back at home against uh, the Metro Stars. So when you look at it, we've got one, two, three home games. Yeah. Uh, actually, three home games up until the 9th of August. Yeah. That's a long time to only have three home games. Um, but they're going to be home games with uh, 100% attendance. Yes. And... Which I'm so looking forward to seeing on this weekend. Uh, not this weekend. In yeah. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Pray for but, a game this weekend. Yeah, so, I mean, that's... that's uh you know as as i was saying you know some of those are very winnable but you know oh, looking yeah. at montreal um and philly and the red bulls uh sadly like i, I you know i those are get whoa 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 whoa, whoa red whoa, bulls whoa. is always you know it's oh. a rivalry it's the rivalry match and again this is a team that i don't know where their consistency is at i mean fair point yeah fair point um so you know the the points could be gained or dropped in any way and yeah. and I, I it's going to be really tough for me to lock down um the the results at the or you know or i, I think i'm going to be like double thinking myself uh yeah. throughout this next month or so definitely not for the uh next miami match but after that point, it's it's going to be tough. Yeah. So let's uh, have a quick preview of the next one, um, yes. since that's uh, next up on our agenda. Um, so it is the re- return leg of the Miami fixture on June nineteenth. Uh, for you guys over on your side of the pond, if you're on the east coast, it is a eight oh eight kickoff. If you're on the in central time over on that side, it is a seven oh eight kickoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us over here um, on the lovely British Isles, it is a 108 a.m. kickoff on June 20th. That's... So, oh, those guys, those have to be rough. Uh, to be honest, it's the ones that are rough. Uh, the ones that I kick off at two o'clock in the morning. 
Yeah. Um, so it does happen occasionally, not so often, thankfully, but it has happened, and that is rough because it's right in between that time where I'll either, I don't want to go to bed too early mm-hmm. because I'll, to get the right amount of sleep, I'll be going to bed like eight o'clock in the evening. Yeah. I mean, that's like an hour after my son. I can't go do that. That's just weird. Um, or I'd stay up and then I'm staying up to like half four in the morning. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I might as well just stay up for the rest of the day then. And then that's, that, and that just messes with my head. The three o'clock ones are not too bad because I will go to bed. I can go to bed at nine. I can, I can accept that. And I'll do that. I've done that already this season. Um, but, yeah, one o'clock. I can, I can live with that. That's not a problem. Head to head wise, um, in this fixture, there's been two games in total. Mm-hmm. DCU wins. Two. So we've got a hundred percent record against Inter Miami. Yeah. We. I, I think that's going to continue. Um, league record so far in MLS for the two sides. Uh, so we're on nine points from eight games, three wins, five defeats. Um, and a goal difference of minus three. When you look at Miami, they're on eight points from eight games. Uh, they've won two, lost four, and drawn two games, and they've got a goal difference of minus five. Um, full attendance, as I've just mentioned, is going to be allowed at Audi Field for the first time in over a year, so I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Um, but next up is going to be our score predictions. I know it's a while away, but I think we're going to agree on on the result. Maybe it's not the scoreline, but the result. Um, can we get an early prediction from you, Daniel? You can. Cool. Let's hear it. And here's where my mind is at: is <laughs> this can go either way. You know, we yeah. can have a very dominant win, mm-hmm. or this is a grinded out kind of game uh, to a degree. You know. <sighs> There's going to be a long break. Both yeah. teams will come probably, you know, pretty well rested at that point. Yeah. Um, does Neville, it depends on where he goes with that. Does he try to get this team to go all out or does he decide, Hey, we gotta, we gotta collect points in some way, uh, you know, at some point here. Yeah. And does he just sort of park the bus? Because that's sort of the problem that DC runs into is when yes. teams have a very well-organized uh, defense that just sort of sits back and absorbs. Um, mm-hmm. DC has a tough time scoring on that. Um, the The fact is, you know, I, I think Miami overreached. They wanted to have a solid performance for the hometown crowd. They've yeah. had a rough season. I think Neville wanted his players to get out there and deliver something to DC. But at the same time, DC gave them the business as well. So um, Paredes. <laughs> oh. Yes. Um, so so I want to say this won't be the three nil sort of blowout. I think mm. you're going to see a one nil DC United victory. Okay. Okay. I hear you. I like the fact that we're still going with a clean sheet. Yeah. I like the fact that we're still going with a win. Um, but I can't can't see Neville being able to change his fortunes around in an international break. I think yeah. it's it's going to be a tough one for him. Um, 
It's it's a baptism of fire this season for him. He's going to get absolutely burnt yeah. many a times. And I think it's going to be a good victory for us. I think, well, I think even I'm probably jinxing it right now, but I think the fact that we're going to have a much bigger crowd in, I think it's going to be it's going to work wonders for us. Because if Phil decides to bring that bus, go full Jose Mourinho on us, um, <laughs> yeah, um, I think the fact that we'll have that crowd there that will spur the team on, um, and once you get that one goal, one leads to two, two leads to three. I'm I'm back and forth on on the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I don't, I'd love to see love to see a lot of people there, but I'm well a aware. A lot of people, but I, you know, with that, you know, I want to see something better uh, from the crowd. I mean, we've we've talked this yeah. to death um, yeah. with with recent events, but man, you know, uh, something that something's got to change on that. And uh, I don't know, to a degree, it's been it's been weird, and maybe it's the fact that. They are smaller crowds. Uh, we haven't had full capacity. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just on the broadcast, there seems to be, um, I don't know, an ennui, ennui with, the, uh, with the crowd. I don't know. Maybe it hmm. just doesn't come across in the broadcast all that, all that well. Um, but it just, it, I don't know. The, the electricity hasn't felt completely there yet and maybe we just need a fuller yeah uh supporter section to to really have that i would agree on that side i don't think it's the fact that i think it's the fact that there is less people in the stadium at the moment um and the people who are generally in the sports group are are a little bit more spread out at the moment so when in this game when the things are back to normal people can go back to where they normally are sat or standing I think that we're going to see a lot more noise coming from, especially from that stand. I would love to hear the noise continue throughout the stadium, like we saw in that playoff game against Columbus Crew when it was going right down to the wire. It just it felt awesome to hear that, and it really did come across on the broadcast as well, especially over here. Um, so I would love to hear that. Um, if you are watching or listening, bring that noise. If you're not in the support section, just bring the noise wherever you are in the stadium. Um I, it, to a degree, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that, like, over the bra, it, it's it, you can hear it so clearly. Um, yes. But whoever has the megaphone, you hear, th- and maybe this is the thing that kind of brings it down a level is whoever is manning that. And I am not saying this to dunk on someone, or, or you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm not trying to question or, or, you know, go against someone who's who's clearly trying their best to to show up for the team, but. You will from time to time hear on the broadcast like this, oh, 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 oh. like coming from the this this yeah. megaphone or something, and it's it's a little bit, huh. you know. So hopefully, yeah. yes, as we get a bigger crowd and that noise does come up a level, um, maybe that will be there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to see I want to see a full um, Audi field, and and oh. you know. Hopefully that's something that happens. Hopefully, you know, United with this break that's coming up, they can put together a marketing uh it's sort already of plan started, that can, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and and hopefully they can get that sellout crowd. If if they can have a hundred percent, you know, capacity for that game, that would be fantastic. I, I would love to see that. I know what I think would sell 
mm. sell it to the people. Mm-hmm. Half price pupusa with every ticket. Oh man, fifty, even fifty cent pupusas. If you're oh. if you're if you're throwing out that type of deal, um, mm, mm-hmm. mm. I mean, I, I I still need to try one, but I I can just I just know from looking at it, it looks good. The very best. Um, yeah. And and it, this is a once a year type of thing, but um, there is a uh, Catholic church up on um, uh, 16th Street. Uh, just up a ways up kind of between where Columbia Heights meets Mount Pleasant. Okay. Once a year, they do a pupusa cookout. They make like 10,000 pupusas in this day. Uh, and it, they're fantastic. Um, I, I, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a Catholic church. It's one of those things you yeah. see it when, when you see it, you know it because it's got like this Italian, it's very Italian when you see it. It's a very basilica type. Um, it, it is, yeah, the best pupusas in DC's, DC that I've ever had. So, yeah, whenever that is happening, keep keep a lookout. Uh, whatever yeah. church that is up on 16th, um, they do they do a fantastic cookout for that. And is it red sauce or is it green sauce? Oh, it's whatever you want in it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, I know there's um, a good friend of ours, uh, Janu, on RFK Refugees. Mm-hmm. Um, has been sending pictures out, and he's got green sauce, and there's a bit of uproar about the green sauce. So I don't, I don't know what that is about. And John, if you listen, let me know what this green sauce. I might even just ask you directly. But there, green there's sauce, usually like a probably like a hint of lime to it. There's like a okay. nice type of you know little acidity to it to give it a little tang give it a little something extra to it but yeah no um it, they're they're an experience they're so good yeah. Yeah, fair. i'll be having one when i get out there next yeah. which isn't going to be anytime soon because oh, that's a... they've just done the announcement for the next mm-hmm. lot of the countries and there's been zero additions to the green list mm. Uh, one of the green list countries has now moved on to our AMA list, which is uh, Portugal. Oh, boy. And then a further seven countries have been added to the red list. So, yeah. Oh, and and I think, you, I guess, getting off of DC, but still soccer-related, you had the yep. news about um, uh, the uh, Copa America being moved to Brazil from Argentina. And, and yeah, you can know by our faces. Uh, you know, that is... Um, I don't know that government uh, corruption in Brazil uh, ha- has become famous yeah. or infamous um, in in recent ish years, and yeah, I you know the the president uh, forget his name, but made some sort of power play where you yeah. know he essentially forced it to come to Brazil, uh, where you have an you have a Brazilian strain or uh, of the virus, and you know the numbers there, and, and in South America, and and uh, particularly in Peru recently, mm. uh, have had horrible numbers. Um, so yeah, I man, it's it's a bummer seeing yeah. that this is still something that is causing a, a ton of trouble a uh, year and a half out. Yeah. Ugh. It, it's, I, I was shocked to hear that yeah. Brazil had taken. I was like, oh, yeah. it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Um. Anyway, 
Anyway, did I did I give you a prediction for the mine? I did I not. I did. No, no, no. We we, we, we suddenly just <laughs> we went, um, went anyway. all over the place. Yeah. Okay. So uh, back, back to uh, into yeah. Miami prediction. I'm going to yeah. go for I'm I'm going to go for back to back three nil wins. Whoo! Ooh! Yeah. I I will I will um I'll love that if if that's the case. Yeah. Um, I, I genuinely do you have some think... reasoning behind that. Do you have? I just think there's something that informs that my optimism <laughs> um but no i genuinely think uh the high press style that we have is just yeah. it's gonna overpower uh miami just like it did down at their neck of the woods i think it's just gonna happen again i think the lads will want it for the first full crowd of the season you looked at you look at what happened in the first game of the season against uh, new york city um the first game back under a new regime and we brought it to New York City, and we won 2-1. I just think that kind of same fire is going to be there for when we've got a full crowd, and I just think we're going to put on a performance for, for the fans, and we're going to win 3-0. Can I give you something here? Go for it. Because ultimately, I you know, I like I said, if DC United has a positive season, yeah, I'll ultimately be wearing a... Yes. Spurs jersey. Yes. At the end. Yeah. Bonus point. If Kamara scores a Hattie. Ooh. Oh. I, I would. I would gladly give that to you. If if Ola can shut me up, you know, and give me a reason to to take back that five thousand percent. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on, Cami. Yeah. Come on, Cami. <laughs> I mean, I will start going. It's unbelievable, Jeff, if he starts down on that. For sure. And for those of you who don't know what that is, um, there is a there's a great video. Um, uh, Chris Kamara over here, no relation to Ola, um, is a commentator on uh, Gillette Soccer Saturday um, over here in the UK, and him and Jeff Stelling, who's the host, they have this great banter, mm. and it's just literally back and forth between them it's it's just worked wonders over the years and there's one particular clip where cami is at a portsmouth game and jeff goes over to cami just to say see what's happened because there's been a sending off but cami hasn't seen it and he's and he keeps turning around he's like has there i didn't see it it's been sent off i just thought someone was getting subbed and you just hear the the last, I mean, I've not done that justice at all in the slightest. So go on YouTube, just search um, Chris Kamara Portsmouth. Um, you sh- it should come up absolutely fine. It's a fantastic clip and it, you'll understand why we love Chris Kamara so much over here and the unbelievable Jeff. It's He says it too often. It's great. This so. is, to be honest, and, mm. and this is a thing, um, America needs a good morning soccer show. I'm a I'm a big fan just, of, of Jimmy uh, with with Soccer AM. Um, that's a fantastic show. Oh, Soccer AM. I yes. used to I I it used to be great. It used to be fantastic. I haven't I haven't seen it recently. Um. So before Jimmy Bollard um yeah. came into it. So it was um back in the day it was Tim Lovejoy and Helen Chamberlain. I think Helen's no longer on it. She was on it a couple of years ago, but then she left. Um. But that was a fantastic time for that show. 
mm. absolutely enjoyed it to bits. It was on the watched it on the regular every week. Um, but it, then it, once Tim Lovejoy left and he moved on to another program, that's gotcha. when I kind of just it just kind of went downhill. And mm. then Jimmy Bullard came in and it kind of picked up a bit, but. Yeah, it's just not the I, same anymore. I, I am a Bullard fan, and I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's maybe that's when I sort of came in, and um, I mm. I love the energy and vibe because he's he's always been a goofball. Oh uh, yeah, during 100%. his playing years, um, you know, just a great guy, and I love those players. Another great Jimmy is Jimmy Conrad over here in America. Yeah. Um, but but getting back to my main point, like a good morning soccer show that I think you know, has a very casual approach because that's the other yeah. thing you have like NBC sports, you know, with premier league mornings it is a bit stuffy, I think right, for, okay. for an American crowd. Um, and, and sort of it's, it's too tightly dressed up, uh, right. but something that's very kind of casual, very interactive. And that's the thing about soccer AM is it's a very interactive show yeah. where they have the you know kickabouts with the fans and celebrities and whatnot uh yeah. is is fun to see and i this this is apropos of nothing we're talking about but that is that i think that is a crucial crucial component that could work out really well here in america to get mm. more casual fans or more casual yeah. people uh kind of noticing the sport i i don't know i but but that's something i would love to see at some point yeah, there you go. Let's see if it. I mean, that, I mean, like I say, it, it helped the sport over here. It helps the fact that it brought so many more casual fans. So mm-hmm. yeah, soccer AM. That's uh, it's a MLS AM. Mm, love it. Yeah, love it. Right. Uh, so we've given our predictions. You've gone for a one nil win. Yeah. And I've gone for the three nil win. Um, should we wrap things up? Let's do it. Yeah. So as usual, uh, Daniel. Where can the good folks out there find you? Yeah, find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at S Dakota Soccer. Uh, yeah, you know, right now I'm I'm really looking forward to the summer tournaments that are going to be happening with Euros and uh, the the uh, Olympics with the women's team. Um, it's going to be a fun summer. I love, I love mm. tournament summers. So like this is, this is going to be fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Oh, absolutely. And uh, thank you again for coming on. Um, I know we're a, a week out, but you know, things happen. COVID jabs happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've had my first one. Congrats. Uh, yes. <laughs> the first one, just need the second one, which will be what in about, seven to nine weeks time now that's wild it is mental how long we have to wait but hmm. yeah uh over half the uh, uk adult population have had their both their jobs now good numbers so it's it's been a fantastic program this vaccination stuff so if you've not had it why for one maybe you're not old <laughs> enough in the uk um so, which is absolutely fine we'll let you off yeah. um but yeah just get your job if you get offered it take it um hopefully you won't have the side effects like i did not to put you off or anything but i it was a little bit rough for me but i'd take that every day of the week if it meant we get out of this pandemic so yeah like i said get your jab um for me if you're not following me on twitter instagram or facebook you can do um on twitter it's at dc united kingdom on twitter on instagram and facebook it's at dc united kingdom fc if you want something like this 
this lovely flag um, you can do there is also t-shirts as well which I was going to wear it but I ended up putting it in the wash and it's not dry yet mm. um, you can do just hit the uh, merchandise link in the description below um, if you listen on to the podcast on podcast uh, look over to the show notes you'll see it there if you want to become a DCUK member um, let's grow a little supporters group a proper one that would be great um, there's quite a few of us in our little Twitter group, so come and join us. Um, you'll see the link below, uh, but it's also dcnightkingdom.com forward slash membership. Um, don't forget to give the video a like, a subscribe to us, leave a rating and a review on your podcaster of choice. Um, and until next time, which will be hopefully very soon, we'll hopefully have a few uh, player interviews coming up soon, so keep an eye out for that. Um, until next time. Vamos United. Vamos United. <laughs>